that long day behind you. Good times lie ahead with company worth keeping. That I bash a smile on your head. Come on in, the doors open. You'll find just the finest folks here. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and lend our stories your ear. Cause we're the talk, talk, talk the tavern. Here you're always welcome. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Promising beer and bedlam. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Music, medicine, then some. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. The song's over. Here we come. Welcome to the tavern. We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment. Just want to let everybody know this is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor, and in other words, uh, we drink, we smoke, we swear, and we laugh at things we probably shouldn't, but we do it together. For those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a question or comment. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant or the most amusing, but hopefully some combination of the book. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go ahead and let us know what your vices are tonight. Okay, guys, drop your vices right there in the chat. We'll let the podcast folks know. Tonight, my vices are I've got some Bushmills Irish whiskey and water separate and together. And uh, I don't think I'll be lighting a pipe tonight, but we'll see how that goes. I do love the fact that uh, our viewers have already stacked up, and we've got Maria and Kitty and Jay and a few others. And Jay says, what up, oh, folks? Good morning, sir. It's funny. Cogsley says, good morning, sir, right after you says, what up? But Jay says, oh, shit, I just realized I was being quiet. Like, the noise from my office was going to mess with your audio. <laughs> so, Ed, why don't you intro yourself first, bud? Hey, folks. Nice to see everybody uh, again. My advice is tonight. I am drinking Heaven's Door oh. Straight Bourbon. It's yep. uh, a product owned by Bob Dylan. Really? Yeah. It's a pretty yeah, bottle. Like, yeah. This, uh, the bottle, the gate on the bottle, apparently Bob Dylan fancies himself an iron worker, and he actually designed this and welded it together. They put a picture of it on the bottle. Very cool. I didn't know that. Andrea? Excuse me. Hi. Andrea in the chat here. So my advice tonight is this. It's called Fit Soda. And it's orange cream. And it's got benefits. It's called Benefits with Bubbles. It's supposed Benefits. to be soda that's good for you. So here, here. Cheers. There we go. Opening toast. Let's do an opening toast here. Um, here's to returning the roots and doing what you love just for the sake of loving it. I'm talking about you, Please. Andrea. I'll drink again. And uh, Sadaru, thank you for that host and popping in. Appreciate that. Good to see you here. Now, uh, Jay says, I have a shot of Chopin vodka. Potato, of course. So here's to a great show. Thank you, buddy. Now, our show tonight, where we're going to hold on, I got to pull up this. I got all kinds of interesting things that I've run across over the past week or so. And we're just going to roll through these and talk about them and have a good time. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is I found this article in the past week about apparently, you know, how everybody's like, oh, fuck, Valentine's. 
You know, whether you're in a long-term committed relationship and you're sick of capitalism and whatnot, or you're single, or you're just a Grinch at heart, and there's nothing wrong with that, I think, in a lot of ways, the three of us are definitely Grinches here. Ed's nodding for for, for the audio folks. Ed is nodding. <laughs> oh, Chopin. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Jay corrected my pronunciation. Thank you. Um, Chopping broccoli. That's what I always think of when I see uh, Chopin spelled out. So apparently there's a lot of companies, and this seems it started in, in, in the UK in 2019 or so. Where they have opt-out lists now, so you don't specifically get Valentine's Day-oriented advertising. And they've also expanded this into Mother's Day and Father's Day, because a lot of people, and even one, like, one of the British like parliament people, got up in front of parliament going, my parents died when I was 27. I haven't had a Mother's Day or a Father's Day in decades, and this is almost traumatizing to see all this stuff. Uh, so, what do you think? Uh, I, Andrea, Ed, either one of you. Well, I don't want to see all the... You're talking about emails and things, right? Um, emails, you know, looking at um, maybe way of showing. Mail, all that stuff. Yeah, just advertising in general that are targeted ads, essentially. Okay. So I agree with that because I don't want to deal with that crap. Not that I don't believe in Mother's Day or Valentine's Day. Great. But it's so commercialized and everybody feels like they have to go out and do the thing that places are crowded. I don't want to be in that crowd. That's fair. So the kind of advertising I would like is like after holiday sales or after holiday specials. Cause you know, I don't, I don't need all the drama of being out in public with all the people. So what about you, Ed? I'd like to opt out of not seeing any fucking ads at all. <laughs> This is why I won't buy Amazon electronics anymore because they are so saturated with ads. It kills me. I paid for this product. I'm paying for the internet and the bandwidth. And here I am being inundated mm -hmm. with fucking ads about shit I don't care about. And I don't, if they targeted for me and my interests and they listened to me on my phone, I don't fucking care. I didn't mm -hmm. ask to have an advertisement before the music plays when I request a song right. or a playlist. Or and, in the middle of a damn YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know you can well, pay that. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you can pay to not see all that stuff. But the advertisers pay. That's how they make their money. So either you pay or the advertisers mm -hmm. pay. You know. mm -hmm. See, and I'm okay with being able to opt out of it. But if I buy an Amazon Fire tablet... There is just pages of ads built into the interface itself. Yeah. But I'm going to read a couple comments. Maria says, I love the idea of being able to opt out of special day ads. And Jay from Texas says, oh, Jesus, I would love to opt out of all V-Day shit. My wife and I have never, hold on, I scrolled down. Never bought a card for each other, and we've been together 23 years. My wife is cool with getting flowers for 364 days out of the year, but if I get her flowers on February 14th, 
I'm in trouble. <laughs> Kitty says the advertisers don't because, care. What you want. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Andrea. I was going to say because on Valentine's Day, the prices are inflated, so you're paying five, six times. Yeah, I For get it. For six fucking pieces of chocolate that isn't even good chocolate. I wouldn't mind paying five bucks for, you know, a decent array of good quality, but it's crap. I don't it's even know. It's not the Gamble yeah. chocolate. Gamble chocolate's gross. <laughs> um, Kitty says the advertisers don't care what we want. Maria says, I wouldn't mind ads if it wasn't the same three ads all the time. I bought YouTube Premium because I heard the Grammarly ad one more time. I was going to pull my hair out. <laughs> It's uh, And that's another thing, especially if you're doing 15-second spots. There's no reason you can't create a dozen of those. They're 15-second spots. Rearrange the words, something, or come up with something creative. Go ahead, Andrea. But from a marketing standpoint, you have to pay per 15 things. So if you mix it up, you're paying, the whoever's doing it is paying per instead of just for it's one. true. So I get all that. It's true. But maybe if they took their ads and took a note from Geico or even what's that other – which one is doing the don't become like your parents? It's another insurance company. Is that progressive? Is that progressive? I think it's progressive. But let me tell you, if you can make me laugh one time, then I don't mind hearing it again. Um, oh, see, <laughs> Kitty says, I want to ban plastic inserts and chocolate boxes. I want an honest box of chocolates. The boxes keep getting bigger, but the amount we get is steadily decreasing. Yeah, Kitty. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And Jay says, my wife doesn't want flowers on the one day we seem to be contractually obligated to send them. That doesn't say I love you. It says, I had to do this today. I had to do this. Yeah, that's my feelings exactly. Right. And I'm not going to do it. Andrea, I have... You know, we Valentine's Day is okay. We don't, we're not Valentine's Day haters, but yeah, we're not for it either. And instead, we have found alternate holidays to celebrate that nobody does, that we can't find shit to buy for, so we get to make shit, like Groundhog's Day, where we give each other traditional Groundhog's Day present every year of sausage. And Ed, I know we've asked you before. Yeah? Go ahead. Yeah. Ed. You, Go ahead. you you know why sausage is the uh, traditional Groundhog's Day gift, Ed? Go ahead. No, go That's ahead. That's what I was going to ask, but you are about to tell me, aren't you? <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> That's right. Kitty Kitty popped it right up there because sausage is groundhog. Yeah. So let's do Pretty this. Kitty. Andrea, instead of sending out Christmas cards, had a special New Year's Day card designed and sent that out. Ed, did you get yours? Yes. God damn it. It did it again. What? Is your penis acting up? What happened? Switch cameras on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why we got the underview. Uh, Maria says, I love oh. Valentine's Day. Well, okay. I love the day after when the chocolate is on discount. Right? So, my favorite thing about Valentine's Day, and one day I'm going to be able to get it, is you know the life-size stuffed animals? Yeah. <laughs> I love I told Travis, I'm like, you can buy me one, but it has to be big enough where I can pull the stuffing out and wear it. <laughs> like a like a primitive caveman. Yeah. It's a, she slew the mighty teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Ed. You got it back now, man. It's a... That is 
So is more art than time in the chat? No, no. But yeah, go uh -huh. and do a plug. A DIY because, furry, says Jay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more art than time. You may see them in chat sometimes. That's Ray. That's who, um, who designed the New Year's cards. Do, do you want to describe that, that New Year's card? Out. I would like to show one. I found one somewhere. So, all right. Does everybody know what centaurs are? Yes, I'm assuming. Baby centaurs are the most hilarious thing to me because, you know, babies have the floppy head. So, can I always imagine the baby centaurs running in a field and their head is flopping or they're standing there falling asleep and drooling? Hilarious. So, I'm like, I want a baby New Year's centaur. Baby centaur. So, he made one and it has a diaper and everything and the baby new year's hat and it's drooling yeah. a little bit i'm just like and a little cross-eyed and i'm like i don't want to change that diaper but it's hilarious now was it far Love side that, that originally did that with the baby centaurs or is it some random person that i don't know where they actually showed a field of baby centaurs and it shows a parent centaurs all proud and happy and the horse no body's running but the human body's on top just like all like arms akimbo and flailing and yeah it's it's just like watching ed ride a horse i don't know if ed can actually ride ed can you ride mm -hmm. okay yeah you can i take it back i've mm -hmm. been corrected i can ride i've been ridden <laughs> okay i'm talking about horse h-o-r-s-e not w-h-o <laughs> okay uh, sorry i get confused <laughs> Because he likes them thick and doesn't mind I a little fur. <laughs> what, Ed? Let's uh, see if I have a picture of the baby centaur's stuff. You okay. know, the yeah. original, but carry on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jay says the far side was pure greatness. I love the boneless chicken farm. One one thing that I loved the best, Jay, about far side is Gary Larson the artist and author. Here you go. Andrea's holding one up to the screen so you guys can see the original that I was talking about. And Look at that. that. Looks more like a New Yorker comic, but I don't know. I don't think that's Farside. That's not Gary Larson's work. Does it matter? It's friggin' awesome. But uh, one thing I loved about Farside is they cut it. He stopped doing it before it got old. He didn't run out of ideas. Yeah. yeah. Like straight up to the last comic, you're like, I still love this. So, yeah. Yeah, CJ saw your picture. Um, okay. So. Oh, and there's, there's the image of the card itself. So you guys have seen that now. You see, the original is based off, and then I love other. it. It's it's just like my favorite. I love it so much. Andrea, where's that timer at? Three minutes. Don't worry, I got okay. it. Just checking. So we're gonna start with this next thing I saw. So I recently ran across another article that says go back to bed and lose weight. Also, seven other things worth knowing. So the picture of this is just a cat sleeping, which is always endearing to me because, um, cats. Yeah, cats. But this is an article, and this is something. If you've 
been aware of your own body and everything and biology and how life works, you need a few things to function properly. One is enough sleep. Another mm-hmm. is water, hydration, proper water hydration. And a third thing is breathing correctly. <clears throat> and I know that sounds weird, but uh, yeah, it's it's very important. And we're going to get into that in one moment here. But first, we're going to take a quick break and uh, a word from the sponsor, me. Like what you hear? Want to know more? Go to TravisSivart.com. Check out his books, his podcasts, and all the other things he does. Okay, and we're back from that break. So, this article talks about sleeping enough. And they're basically saying people normally don't sleep enough. It's like six and a half hours per night instead of the eight, eight and a half hours that most people require. And they've done studies, like sleep studies. And these people were in their own beds, but they had like little things attached to them. And they found that people that do sleep eight plus hours a day, first, they reduce their caloric intake by 270 calories a day. And they sustained lower level of calories that would lead to a loss of 26 pounds over three years. Now, I don't know if anybody else realizes this or knows this, but your body actually releases... The way you lose fat is as your fat cells shrink, it releases gases into your body, which you release through breathing and other methods in some cases. But largely, it puts it into your lungs and you breathe out that excess. So sleeping is super important. Um... Sleep deprivation can lead to more stress, um, the stress hormone cortisol, decreased production of appetite control hormone leptin. Um, sleep, good sleep offsets these imbalances, and the body can seek to add more calories to, to compensate for the lack of sleep. I'm looking at you tonight, Ed. Um, no, 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 kitty. Methane, when you're talking about farting, no. Methane does not come from the body cells. That is produced in the intestines by the bacteria, basically chewing things up and, and putting out their own waste product that makes you fart. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you're very right. Kitty says if, there, uh, if the body cells are producing methane, there's something horribly wrong. It's... So I don't know. Have you guys found that sleeping more helps you guys out? Well, okay. You said they attached little things to them. And the people that slept for eight hours had the potential to lose weight versus the people that only slept for like five to six hours. Lose more weight, naturally. Lose more weight. Okay, well, the people that slept for eight hours with the leeches attached to them, of course they lost more weight. Not leeches, sensors. Oh, little things. <laughs> oh, sensors. Okay, okay. Oh, hell, Ed. <laughs> Maybe they were teeny little hungry vampires, and that helped with the weight loss while they were Little sleeping. things, you know. I don't know yeah, little I, things. I wasn't specific on that one, right? It's, yeah. uh, but it's amazing that he went to leeches. <laughs> I've been trying to get the doctors to do that to my brother, but yeah. 
we know a person. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We got to get They it. actually have medical leeches. We're bleeding. Yeah. Straight up bleeding. Yeah. Talk to us off air. If they're not willing, it costs extra. <laughs> <laughs> Modern medicine at its finest, says Kitty. But yeah, it, it, sleep is an important part of health. And when oh, you're absolutely. sleeping properly, all the things get better. And it's just sad when we're so stuck in, of all things, our workday cycle, where we can't get that adequate sleep that our body requires. Mm-hmm. Andrea, I see the wheels turning. No, that's the bubbles for my soda, but I oh, do have okay. thoughts. Um, so... When you sleep, that allows your body to repair itself. And if you don't get enough sleep, your body doesn't have time. It doesn't It doesn't take care of itself. It doesn't repair itself adequately to function. And that's why if you lack sleep, you your body breaks down. Yeah. That's the science. Physically or mentally. That's why I feel so broken all the time. I feel I have broken. band-aids in. <laughs> That too. I feel broke all the time. uh, That's part of the work cycle. And Kitty says not just sleep, but deep sleep. Yeah, all these things are necessary for psychological and physical health. It's uh, so, and and we can go into the whole phone thing, but I'm not necessarily looking to do that, you know, and staying up and watching TV and everything and blue light. But yeah, we're not we're not going that deep into. Oops, sorry, not going that deep into the topic in that my life is weird though blue light actually helps her to fall asleep okay okay yeah. now does it have well, no, yeah. maybe something to do well i guess you turn on the blue light no could that be because of her condition it it could be it, it could be but she's in reverse well, I know when you put the blue light filter on, like I have on my screen, it helps reduce fatigue and everything. Mm. So, who knows? All I'm just saying is schedule it in, folks. If you're going to schedule in all these other things. Uh, Maria says, I've been using a sleep app recently and it's been working my body. And it's been working my body. Good for you. Been working my body. Has been working on feeling better for the most part. So what what kind of sleep app? What is it? Just something to help you sleep? Like white noise? What do I want to say? Circadian rhythms. Is that correct? Or is that just a something meditation. with circadians? Like I would listen to a meditation thing and I would fall asleep quick. I'll tell you what. Anytime we got cats purring and it's raining outside, it's perfectly good. Oh yeah. Turn mm-hmm. off everything and just listen to that rain and those cats purr and, or when the frogs are. worked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we live in the country and you'll have, the frogs outside in the well, pretty much spring through fall. You know, singing their chorus and it, it's a beautiful thing. Of course, if you're going to sleep at one a.m. <laughs> They're already in bed. They got their little froggy heads on their little froggy pillows, and they're not singing no more. Um, <laughs> so, okay, here's something fun. Now, we've got the, the Olympics going on, the Winter Olympics at this moment. And 
I ran across something here where there is a UK broadcaster, like a, a UK's Channel 4, is sending an all-disabled presenting team to the Paralympics. And these are people, for example, um, let me pull up the actual article here. Hold on, let me control-click to follow the link. Give me a second, it's pulling it up. And they have pictures of everything. And I could drop the link right here for you guys, too, for those in, in chat. Um, and I love this concept, by the way. And this isn't even being PC. It's the, the title of the article is UK TV Network Channel 4 is sending an all-disabled lineup of hosts and pundits to the Beijing Paralympics. And real quick here, Paralympic champion triathlete Lawrence Stedman will host the breakfast show along quadriplegic former professional rugby player Ed Jackson. Um, Stedman took home the gold medal victory from Tokyo 2020 Paralympics and won silver at the 2016 Paralympics in Rio. The presenting lineup also includes recently retired Paralympic swimmer Ellie Robinson, who won the gold at the 2016 Rio game, aged just 15. She'll be joined by British racing car driver Billy Monger. Former sit skier Sean Rose has been recruited as a pundit. And Channel 4's overnight sports coverage will be led by Tokyo 2020 presenter Arthur Williams. And it goes on to tell more about this. And it has a picture of all of them. And I'm just thrilled with this. It's the fact that they're including pundits in the whole lineup, too. It sounds like a great idea. What do you guys, you think it's sucking up the PC or you think it's like, all right. I, I think it's okay. I don't really look at it as sucking up the PC, but I'm beginning to wonder, and I'm not talking about um, special privileges, benefits, such as parking space or something. Are we moving to a point in our society where the label disabled is kind of outdated? It is. Because really, I'm looking at the picture here, okay, and I really don't see disabled people. Right. I see people that may not be able to do some of the things that I can do, but they probably have some abilities that I don't even have. They're so, fucking gold medalists. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're ex-rugby players. This is, you know, people have done things that I could not do. And, Yeah. And by the way, they all look great. This picture in this article, it's yeah, it's a little, you know, they photoshopped it a bit because it's got the snowy background and everything, and they're all in the same sure. color. But it looks awesome. And Kitty says, I'd imagine that the athletes would be more likely to open up to them and reduces the chance of dumb, insensitive questions. That's very true, too. That's very true. It's... I just love it because it, it, it almost – now, it's very serious, and it's a very deep thing, but it, it's almost a a tongue-in-cheek twist on the whole thing, and and I appreciate that. It's almost thumbing your, noise, uh, your nose at 
what everybody thinks they should see and putting up the people that are actually involved. Mm-hmm. Andrea? What? Got any thoughts on this? I, no, I, I think it's... I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're doing it for, you know, to whatever, the PC thing. I think it's a nice gesture and it's given some people with different abilities the spotlight to show hey look i find it impressive because i can't do that shit i feel like it's it's about time and i'm not saying every channel should have only there's no sensitive way to say this that i could think i'm sure somebody can come up with it but it would take a team of 12 people arguing for three hours but the bottom line is about damn time um yeah Kitty says, my knees are shot. It's a disability. There are things I can't do. What I can do is work extra hard to compensate. Or you could focus on your your specialties. And you could rise above and beyond, just like, air quote, normal people do to participate in the Olympics. It takes something special. I don't care whether you're doing clay sculpture, writing a book, doing sports or whatever it takes extra dedication and and chutzpah and oomph to do these things and yeah i'm thrilled i'm excited and uh hopefully uh, i i want to go find some of this coverage and watch it because i i feel like it's coming from a different point of view that i don't normally get Mm. and i'm curious and not like in any kind of mocking way. I'm genuinely more interested in this than listening to the guys that normally, I don't know, call out the shots on a baseball game, basketball game, football game. Here's a point of view where I can learn something. That's just my take on it. So you guys are ready for one more cool topic? <laughs> Okay, we know there's five great apes, right? Yes, Andrea? Ring the bell, please. Okay, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Do you love sci-fi and fantasy? Check out TravisSivart.com for some incredible books with fast pace and exciting characters. Okay, we're back. We're heading into this fascinating topic right now. Five different types of great apes. Bonobos, gorillas, orangutans, chimpanzees, and the one I always forget that I can't remember right now. So no mama. <laughs> Goonie goo goo. Uh, please refer to Eddie Murphy from the 80s. <laughs> uh, yes, Sasquatch. That's the fifth one, I think. Um, somebody will remember it. We'll cover, we'll cover the fifth one. The big purple one. The grape ape. That's it. Thank you, Kitty. Appreciate that. Yes. So there have been, there are certain species that are heading into their Stone Age. They have recorded certain great apes who will use bamboo poles to scrape algae off the bottom of a river that has a very specific uh, vitamin, protein, whatever. But only during certain times. They're not doing this year-round, only when the river is at a certain level. They have found others using tools to pull termites out of 
termite mounds. They have found others that are actually using rocks as tools to break open clam shells or whatever, hard shells to get to the, the meat inside. They have found recently a chimp in the wild who put a flower behind its ear as decoration only, and other chimps started imitating it. They're creating fashion statements. This article that I found, chimps in the wild have been found applying air quotes medicine to one another for the first time. So they're observed applying insects to their own wounds as well as the wounds of others. The behavior may be a sign of helpful tendencies in chimpanzees similar to empathy in humans. But they're actually picking up these flying insects or catching them right out of the air, putting them in their mouth, so I assume they're biting them to release something, and then applying it to wounds of other chimpanzees. And now nobody's actually grabbed some of these fucking insects to see if they have a anesthetic, a numbing agent, or what. But they've also found it's not just like mothers applying it to children or family members applying it to what. There are certain chimps within the tribe who will do this for others. Maybe it has hallucinogenic effects. <laughs> <laughs> well that's another thing that was mentioned is there are other animals <laughs> there we go Maria says sounds like Planet mm. of the Apes is about to happen um, there are other species in the world that have done similar things and give me a second I'm scanning the article right now and I, again once again I'll try I'll drop that they rolled cleric <laughs> very good kitty nerd on my, my nerdy sister um welcome back maria so let's see here um self-medication where individuals use plant parts or non-nutritional substances to combat pathogens or parasites has been observed across multiple animal species including insects reptiles birds and mammals um our two closest living relatives chimpanzees and bonobos for instance swallow leaves of plants with anti-parasitic properties chew and chew bitter leaves that have chemical properties to kill internal parasites um, this is the first recorded instance of animals applying other animal matter the insects to open wounds and give me a second i'm scanning the article if you guys want to comment i'll, I'll throw this next thing in because i want to say we've seen elephants mourning their dead we've seen elephants mm -hmm. applying things um and yeah i'm not seeing any article i thought it was in here where they mentioned what other animals they've seen doing such things maybe that's the one reference that i've already read off like applying things or that was the only one i saw the one that you read off uh was the only one that i saw they didn't really say what they did. They just said other animals would do this. Andrea, what'd you ask? Are you talking about applying medicines or using tools? Well, actually, what I'm thinking of specifically, there are a handful of different animals that will purposely ferment fruit to get drunk. 
elephants are in mm-hmm. that. Yeah, there's the monkeys that do that. There's monkeys. There's birds that do it. And squirrels in, in our neighborhoods have been seen doing it. Well, your neighborhood. Well. I, yeah, not <laughs> Well, and some of the people, the human animals. There, there is that. Mm-hmm. And Maria says crows have been seeing using tools to figure out obstacle courses. That that's very true. Um, octopuses, etc. So, as fascinating as this is, do you think human species will instinctually try to kill off these other species out of fear of natural competition? Yes. Well. One half, I believe, because they feel threatened. The other half will be like, oh, that's so great. And then they'll get killed off because they're the weak ones. Erin had an interesting point here. I'd say these animals have been doing this all along, but only in recent times have we been open enough to not dismiss it. I agree. I mentioned that to Andrea. Because, you know. I agree. We've only been doing this for a couple thousand years by a couple thousand years i mean 10 to forty-five thousand years but we haven't been actively observing other species others uh, we're very arrogant and very you mm-hmm. know indeed yeah um so now for us to realize oh shit there's other species on this planet doing the same thing and not just land species also we can look as i mentioned octopus i mean uh, dolphins um and you know how often do we actually get to observe dolphins or whales in their natural habitat as they tend to their wounded um right andrea and i have watched numerous videos about killer whales who apparently are just big old dickheads in the ocean where they'll basically play volleyball with a seal and not even for the purpose of softening it up to eat it they're just assholes hitting him with their tail Bully. to another one and the other one hits him back um or you know yeah this is across multiple species and we're only just now realizing it and it's a figurative tip of the iceberg i would think when I read the article, I wasn't quite surprised to find out that chimpanzees were doing this, much like Andrea said. I wanted to know what insects were they using to do this. Hey, have we discovered a new way to treat wounds? <laughs> right. See, or and, a better way to treat wounds? Right. And, and that was one of my thoughts, too. I'm like, how have they observed this and not gone out and caught some of these bugs and went, ship these somewhere where we can investigate this insect and see right. what are they getting out of this is it a placebo effect because last thing i think is any animal is going to be like hey let me chew on a bug so you think you feel better <laughs> you know i'm thinking there must be a numbing agent and we're going to take a quick moment here and say hello to the Alrighty. raid coming in to usurper kings and the others hello here's your face we are hello welcome to the tavern Doing a live recording of our podcast, Talk of the Tavern. Happy to have you here. Feel free to jump in on the conversation. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, so Roger. there's Wordwind drop, dropping in. And Fader Rose, thank you very much. 
Thank you, Wordwin, for doing that shout-out. Guinevere, good to see you. And, uh... <coughs> excuse me. Hello. My kitty's talking to me. <coughs> so, have we exhausted that topic? By the way, for those just popping in, we were talking about how they finally... They, I say finally, because... We feel like it's been going on for a while. It's not a new behavior. Chimpanzees have actually been seen in the wild administering medical attention to one another in the sense of when one is wounded, like an open cut, they will snatch flying insects out of the air or pull them off the ground, put them in their mouth, which I'm guessing they're biting them open, and then applying it to the wound. And we're discussing other animals that do similar things, whether it's getting drunk off fermented fruits or whatever. So, so our next topic is another chimp <laughs> named Jeff Bezos. <laughs> uh, oh, that one. Okay. There's so many to choose from. There, there really is. Really is. And this isn't even the Skylink satellites falling out of the sky. We can talk about that also if we like. Um, the skylinks are falling. The skylinks are falling. <laughs> due to a solar storm, like like I think fifty or so. I don't know if I have that actually in my notes here. Um, that might have been something I ran across like today, and yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing it. But uh, Some pulsar, quasar, or something, uh, uh, something knocked them all out of sky. Sorry, I've been watching. Star Trek Voyager. So I still have to watch that whole thing. Um, so Jeff Bezos um, has donated two billion dollars since divorcing his ex-wife Mackenzie Scott. His ex-wife has given away eight point six billion dollars. And Mackenzie Scott appears to favor giving no-strings-attached grants to kindergarten through 12th grade schools and food banks. Bezos prefers his space company is quoted as saying, The only way that I can see to deploy this much financial resource is by converting my Amazon winnings into space travel. Is Amazon winnings? Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's... The quote, yeah, Amazon winnings. Wow. Um, what does that mean? I guess the money he won from his stocks or... Oh, stocks. I'm thinking, what, is it a lottery? Uh, I don't know. Maria asks a good question. She says, I'm sorry, did he quote donate two billion as a tax cut to his own company again Probably. it doesn't specifically say maria but yeah that is a that is a, a quite the possibility um for anybody that has done their own taxes you realize whether you're giving clothes to goodwill or whatever it's a tax write-off if you give it to charity and as a business move it's it's a logical choice. So was it done out of charity or was it done out of let's get a tax break? Mm -hmm. What do you think? But Mackenzie, his ex-wife, 8.6. Now this says since 
their divorce in 2019. So over the past two years, two and a half years approximately. And Gwenefrey says, you mean after paying bonuses to his employees and giving them full health coverage for free? Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for free. And yeah, the bonuses are sporadic and not across the board. Um, and Wardowin says, well, he doesn't really need tax breaks since he doesn't pay any. <clears throat> but I'll raise a glass to uh, Mackenzie. You know, good for her. It's obviously Mackenzie. you only need so much money in your life and... Uh, Maria says, sounds like his wife actually knows what a donation is. And by the way, here's here's a fun fact. I appreciate, and this could be a, a, a hot topic here. I don't know. I might just be throwing gasoline on fire right now. I appreciate Topics. what Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos is doing for space exploration. I feel like what they've done in the past 10 years has moved things forward in ways that if we waited on and NASA and governments to do it, it wouldn't have necessarily moved this quickly and everything. And yay Absolutely. for that. I'm pleased with that. But, mm, eh, mm. Um, see, Word of Wind says, the crazy part is McKenzie donated, donated $8 billion plus and ended up wealthier in the long run. I'd love to know how that works because I'll give somebody a 20 if I can have $23 back any day. Um, but yeah, we're talking about 20 bucks is what I can afford, not a thousand or a billion or whatever. Oh, see, get a fair point right there. He's proven that we can make space exploration pay for itself. Fader Rose, thank you for that follow. Appreciate it. There's your face. Got to drink to that. Yeah, Fader says, right, I could use that financial knowledge as well. Yeah, I am clueless on that one. I'm Yes, Andrea? You need to just give me the bell because you're not answering my messages. Oh, no, I don't even have my phone in front of me. Okay, guys, let's take a quick break here, and we'll be right back after this word. Okay. And we're back. Um, continuing with this conversation before we wrap up this episode of Talk of the Tavern, Maria says, I do appreciate what they're doing. And we don't know all the details. But if this is just for tax reasons, and boy, am I glad Mackenzie realized she could do better. Woof. Woof. And when we come down to the basic human emotions of a relationship, I am not judging the marriage or the divorce or anything else. I am judging this individual act. And but they, why? Why what? I mean, why is it such a bad thing? He's doing it for his business. I don't understand the question. Why is it a bad thing that yeah. he donated if he's doing it for his business instead of altruistic mm -hmm. reasons? Well, somebody's benefiting from it. And yes, he is benefiting from it also. So I'm not condemning the man. I'm just giving kudos to Mackenzie. Right. As I was going to say, it's, what he did is awesome. What he did is 
I mean, hey, who are we to judge? I'm, it, it's a business decision, so yeah. I'm just playing the other side. Nah, it's understandable. You know what? We talked about the Olympics earlier. Let's cover one more topic here. So, for the first time in Olympic history, all the snow at the Beijing Winter Games has been artificially made. Now, it took three years of planning, 350 snow machines, and nearly 50 million gallons of water to make the snow, which can be customized for each sport, by the way. Custom snow? Custom snow. Weird. Okay. But. And it's all white. <laughs> uh, Ed, would you like to Maybe. respond to your own thing? Because I don't know where to go now. <laughs> it's all white. The snow is racist. Yeah, I, I'm going to deal with my white guilt over here. You just take over the show now and I'll sit back for a minute. <laughs> and, and I'll apologize immediately afterwards. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, by the way, Oh, yeah, Gwen says you want to stay away from the uh, yellow snow. Um, Jay says, I haven't watched a oh, single yeah. second of the Olympics. I feel like there's a hidden agenda there or here. Um, was it supposed to be yellow? Oof. Thank you, Wordwin. And by the way, Kitty, referring to the previous topic, Kitty says donating is never a bad thing, although no reason he couldn't send some of that to his employees. Yeah. That's a whole other show, which I probably will never do because uh, I recently quit working for Amazon. Recently, as in six days ago. So we'll put that aside. Uh, so what I'm wondering is, when we're looking at 50 million gallons of water, is it that important? important that we have winter olympics at 50 million gallons went to it instead of maybe a better use somewhere i realize it's a money maker but maybe uh, 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 it's in perspective that's for sure andrew what'd you say where did they get the water? Did they save the rain in the barrels and use that? Or did they have people to turn on their tap? I mean, that makes a difference. Okay. No, Kitty makes a fair point, too, along those lines. It doesn't have to be drinkable. And it'll go right back into the water cycle. Oh, this like used toilet water? No. <laughs> it's brown snow. There you go, Ed. No it longer racist. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maria says, was it fresh slash processed water? I mean, if it is drinkable water, there are better ways to use it. Um, <laughs> Wordowin says, well, the real concern is the pile of water bottles after they emptied them. <laughs> Don't worry. They made polyester out of it afterwards. It's okay. <laughs> so, I just, yeah, I'm wondering where they got the water. Was it... Did they plan and just save up the rain or? For three years, apparently. So, 
I think I will wrap up that this episode with that. Let's do a closing <laughs> toast. Here's to the amazing things in our world. The stupid shit we do, as well as the amazing things that we are just becoming aware of in this world. Here's to that, and here's to going back to how we used to do things. Here, here, here's the custom snow. Okay, guys, we'll wrap this up, and we'll catch you again on the next episode. Before we go, I want to remind everyone that you can email us at talkthetavernshow at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topic, suggest another topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, or just have us read a message out on air to someone in your life. Thanks for supporting the show by downloading the podcast, sharing it on social media, grabbing some shirt stickers and mugs from bit.ly slash tavern merch, or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavern merch too. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash tavern merch or tavern merch and the number two. Thanks to everyone who joined us live at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing, hosting, throwing bits, raids, and most of all, commenting. Thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night.